0: Father, we thank you so much for your presence as we gather here. You've said, wherever two or three are gathered, there am I in the midst of them. And Lord, we want to focus on you. We want to hear your voice. We want to really get the revelation from your heart that you want to download to us. We pray you would anoint this time in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, groups of three. Are you ready? Or two or three? Okay, and, and we'll we'll get a report from these groups. So you can even do four, three, two, three or four. So are you ready? Okay. So in your group of two, three or four, uh, somebody needs to get some paper and a pen, or your iPhone or something to to scribe it onto. <laughs> You can't write on the pews. (laughs) Or on the hymnals. (laughs) Okay. Oh, Yvonne needs a group. And Deborah. Oh, good. Okay. All right. And we're going to get a report from these groups uh, in a minute. So I want you, as a group, to come up with a one-word definition of worship worship now let me uh, let me uh, clarify a little bit well let me finish giving you the assignment then I'll clarify one word definition of worship and then a a s- not too compound sentence in other words not on and on and on sentence but a, a summary sentence of what is worship Now, the worship we're going to look at is specifically corporate worship. I mean, there's personal worship. I mean, our whole life is to be a life of worship. Everything we do, the scripture says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Our work is worship. You know, our words, as they're spoken in a kingdom way, is worship worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Part of holiness is speaking and acting in a holy way. You know what I mean? Okay, so we're not talking about the the personal life of worship. We're talking specifically about our time when we gather together, whether it be at a home group or even a family altar or a family time. But and then specifically our time on the gathering of God's people. So define corporate worship, uh, and uh, with one word, and then you don't have to use that same word, but a sentence that says what you believe, or you know your your slant on on worship. Okay, all right. We'll give you uh, about four or five minutes. Four minutes, probably. That's not not a big assignment. Okay, talk about it. Throw out some words, <laughs> throw out some words and then narrow it down and then do the sentence. All right, let's, uh, let's start with, uh, can you yell it out what your definition was? Just, just the one word. Communing, Communing all right. And the, let's use the microphone for the rest, just the one word. Uh, unified. Unified. All right. Microphone over to the next group. <laughs> all right. One word. Well, we said unity. Unity. Okay. <laughs> ah, okay. Back Back row. The back row girls. We said communion. Good. Very good. Next. Uh, we said presence. Presence, all right. We also said presence. All right, all right, very good. Unity. Unity, oh, good. So unity, presence, communion, very good. Let's go over the uh, actual longer sentence. Okay. We uh, it says where two or more are are gathered uh, to exalt him in unity because he is worthy. Ooh, that's a good one. All right, very good, very good. We're gonna say it before them. Uh, <laughs> in in his presence is in his presence is fullness of joy. Wow, you just a good scripture there. Okay. Um, in his presence, there is fullness of joy and, and peace and love. There you go. All right. <laughs> God focused adoration and being changed into his likeness. Mm. Very good. Very good. All right. Teach. Worship is about all the different parts of the body coming together and pursuing him. Ooh, that's a nice one. Very good. Coming together in God's presence with thanksgiving as one heart to adore and exchange love with God. Ooh, that's a great one. (laughs) Very good. All right, let's get it on the tape here in the back. The back row, Pruitts. (laughs) Coming before him with loving hearts of praise, ushering in the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it's a sacrificial praise. What was the first word? Coming before him with loving hearts of praise. Very good. Oh, I like that. That was good. Come on. All right. Well, you can turn around for a few minutes. We're going to give one more small group assignment. But uh, this morning I'm going to share a brief message, but I'm going to share as much as I can. And then if we have to continue it, we will. But not for a while. <laughs> okay. Corporate worship is all about God's people, the body of Christ, together. That's what corporate means. Corporate means a body, and so we're talking about the the people of God in some more than one. I, you know, you could you you could do. Corporate worship, in one sense, with just one. I'll explain that a long, long time later, but but uh, usually it's more than one. So let's say the body of Christ together. That's part of corporate worship. Very important. Um, worship is from the word worth-ship. So it's, it has the meaning of the word worship is seeing the worthship of God in our case. We're worth ship. And worship is all about magnifying, therefore, God, who He is, what He's done, what His will is, those kinds of things. We're going to talk about, this isn't point one or anything, this is just leading into what I want to share. Uh, it's appreciating, it's understanding Him, it's loving Him, it's telling about his worth. And how many know there can be attempts to worship corporately that fall flat or fall short? And um, I think even some attempts are dead. It's a deadness. But I think if we understand and implement what I'm going to share uh, we're going to have the, the type of worship that God intended for us to have. Let's look at true corporate worship and what it looks like and what it takes to see it happen. Number one, true worship is to be a God encounter. Worship is all about us and Him. It's a God encounter, a heart-to-heart Relational love encounter. That's what that's what true worship, corporately, is to be. A two-way deal. It involves hearing His heart. And it involves speaking our heart. It's all about that. And that leads us to number two. So number one is true worship is to be a God encounter. Number two, true worship involves responding to God's presence. Now, God is, His presence is promised. His presence, if we've received Him as our Lord, He indwells us. He lives in us. So when we come together, He's here. He's here indwelling us. He's here because He said there's a special presence of myself in where two or three are gathered together, there am I in the midst of them. You know, so there is a an added dimension that he has said in his word is there when we're gathered together. So the problem isn't him in worship. The problem is us. So true worship involves responding to God's presence. And God's presence, God wants his presence to be known, to be felt, to be experienced. Even the scripture says, taste and see that the Lord is good. There's a flavor in God's presence that he wants us to taste. He wants us to love God's presence in the corporate sense. There's responding to his presence by hearing his voice. And His voice is heard in our hearts in many different ways. There's the Holy Spirit in us that can speak in the still, small voice that others can't hear, but we're picking it up. We're sensing God is saying something to us. There's His voice through the Word, and it can be in your own heart. The Holy Spirit loves to quote Scripture. He brings back to our remembrance all the scriptures we learned in Master's Commission or wherever that you memorize. Even the academy, and maybe for you that was just a dead ritual and you hated it, but God can still... I mean, there's guys that were in prison in World War II and in in, uh, Korea, and they... God used Scripture that they didn't even intentionally memorize. But they remembered to minister and speak to them. So God wants to speak through His Word. God speaks through His Word through prophetic. God speaks through His Word in sharing the Scripture in a gathering. We had a prophetic word earlier. Um, I, I believe we need to see more of... God quickening a scripture in your hearts not everybody at once but at least one or two a service a a time together a gathering where we're free to to say you know I really feel this is for everybody and here it is and and it can be short he that has begun a good work in you shall perform it I mean that's a simple scripture But if it's quickened by the Holy Spirit and God wants to say it to everybody in this gathering where we're seeking Him, we need to be free and have a freedom and a welcome to see that happen. So, God wants to speak His voice through the Spirit and the Word, through one another, and through songs. Now, songs and sounds, how how many know... Uh, there's a sound that can happen in worship and and when when we have the drums, you know there 's a sound that those drums give forth, and there 's a call in the spirit and the lord we we can it can be part of our response to come to attention and to march or whatever uh, Another part of responding to god 's presence is music in general music can be a language of worship, I say can be because it doesn 't always have to be a language of worship I mean you have to intentionally um, enter into that but it, it that's the that's I believe that's one of the purposes of music to be a, a an expression of god 's heart to us and our heart to God and um, it creates music creates a sound and an atmosphere and i have a question now i want you to talk about in your small group this is still under number 2 true worship involves responding to god's presence okay what draws and releases god's presence in this way in our corporate gatherings what what in our hearts what in our lives Draws God's presence, and I'm going to give you scriptures to look up, and then you can uh, read them together as a small group, and then uh, t- proclaim them together as a small group. So the first one will be um, will be uh, this this small group. Where is the small group? This, okay, yeah, and that'll be Psalm 34 verse 18. Okay, and then. Bruce and Bonnie, and the next small group, Psalm 145, verse 18. 145, 18. That would be the Corzlands and, and Randy and Dave and all you guys. Okay, then this group here and Susie and Elizabeth. John 4, 23. And then this group that seems to have the same uh, words uh, since you're going to have the same words anyway. <laughs> Second Chronicles 16.9. Okay, so take time. Look them up. There's a Bible in your pew there. If you don't have a Bible, uh, there's one in your pew. Does anybody need it repeated? The first group was Psalm 34.18. Second group is Psalm 145.18. Third group is John 4.23. And the fourth group is first Chronicles sixteen nine. So go ahead and read it together in your groups. Okay. Psalm thirty-four, verse eighteen. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Hmm. So what do what things is he near to? the brokenhearted, and those who have a crushed spirit and acknowledge that to Him. Yep. Okay. Next scripture. Very good. So, brokenhearted, crushed in spirit, God's there. He's ready to have a God encounter if you are. Next one. Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call on Him. To, to all who call, who call on him in, in truth. truth. Mm, okay. So what are the two things there that he's near to? Well, he's near to us who who are calling and reaching out to God. Yep. And the, the sincerity and in, in truth in, in yes. that presence. Yes. Very good. And um, Bruce and Bonnie? Ha <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, Psalm fifty one says, Let there be truth in the inward parts. Jehovah, Jehovah is nigh, nigh unto, unto them, them that, that call, call upon, upon him. To, to all, all that call upon him, him in truth. truth. Amen. He's right there. To those who call upon him. Alright. Next scripture. Boy Iri's getting her workout today. You don't have to do your Zumba. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one is John 4.23. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers that the Father seeks. Mm. And uh, um, to us, that that means that we need to worship in spirit and truth and not out of obligation. good. Very good. Mm-hmm. In spirit and in truth. And we have Second Chronicles 16.9. Yep. Uh, For the eyes of the Lord move to and, fro, to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. Okay. So where is he going to show up and what's he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> He's looking and he's going to support you if your heart is fully his. He's yep. always on the lookout. Yep, that's it. So as we're worshiping, he's looking out. Now, if he doesn't find our hearts truly his, he's not going to support us. And we're not going to have as rich of a God encounter. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, did you guys have Second Chronicles too? Oh, John 4, go ahead. Yep, John 4. We just did it. Yeah, we, that was just. Well, just, you guys, it's your turn to do it. Okay. But the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit, in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Very good. The Father is seeking. That kind of worship, and if he's seeking that kind of worship, he's going to respond in our midst if he finds that kind of worship. Okay. So those are those are real keys to having the God encounter in, and responding to God's presence, because He's here. When when God sees these things, brokenheartedness, crushed in spirit. He hears the voice of his people calling to him. He sees worship in spirit and in truth. And he sees hearts that are completely his. He shows up and we can respond to him. Number three is true worship involves our voices. Singing, declaring, praying. He wants to hear our voice. I mean there's a lot of scriptures which we're not going to take time to get into but so many scriptures on how he longs to hear our voice in worship and it it it's not like I mean if you if you are not a, necessarily a good singer that doesn't matter he he wants to hear your heart and your voice and uh yeah that's good news yeah he's not here to to give awards for like The voice or something. I mean, he's he's here to hear your voice because he loves you and it's very important in worship that he hears your voice. Number four, true worship is all about the revelation by the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit in corporate worship is immense. He wants to be revealing the hidden. Now, the hidden, and re- revelation means something that's hidden is revealed. It could be something that's hidden because of forgetfulness. We forget that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We forget that he who's begun a good work in you shall perform it. We forget. So, the Holy Spirit kicks us in the hiney and says, remember. And he, he speaks to us. And he reveals, he, he unmasks, he opens up. He brings even the unknown to us. He gives us a, a word out of the blue. And revelation comes. And many times it's in the form of a word. Sometimes it's the, in the form of a, of a prophetic picture of the earth, of China, of Kenya, of Ethiopia, of a child, you know, prophetic pictures. He, he speaks His heart in many different ways. But He reveals. It's all about revelation by the Holy Spirit. He shows us how to love because we've drifted away. He shows us, brings us back to showing us how to love. He shows us what He does, what He's done, what he wants to do, his actions. He reminds us of what he's done. He shows us things of what he would like to do. Vision. He shows us vision of reaching at-risk kids, of, of seeing the city as a city of God, of seeing problems in the community solved seeing problems in your marriage, your family, relational glitches solved. He gives you faith and hope because He shows you those things by the Spirit. He shows us His will and His desires. What brings Him pleasure? What He wants to do? Worship is not about magnifying our great desires. It's it's focusing on Him and what He wants to do and what is His will. And that comes by the Holy Spirit. Okay, number five. And, you know, we could, we maybe you could write this down under number four. What has God revealed to you in corporate worship? Not just this morning, but what things? Think about that and remember those things. And may that be a, a good exercise for for you to do when you when you uh, think about this message. Number 5, true corporate worship involves and results in some things. It involves submitting to his lordship. I mean, we come and we surrender. We come and we get to a posture of I want to obey. I want to change. I see, Lord. I want to respond in obedience. In making you Lord. Uh, True worship involves seeking to know Him. Not just sharing our heart with Him, but knowing Him. True worship involves Him revealing His heart. True worship involves pouring out His love on us. And giving us more love because we're, we're coming up short. We're drying up. We need more love. Love covers a multitude of sins. If we're always getting offended, <laughs> you know, hey, first thing to do is, oh, am I, do I have your love, Lord? Do I have the, the capacity, the, the overflow of your love? Because if I do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act differently. I'm going to speak differently. Uh, true worship involves responding to Him. True worship involves singing, uh, and what I'm talking about here is that one. I said even one person can can actually uh, have a dynamic worship, because the Scripture says that God, by the Spirit, sings through us to the Father. In in um, in uh, Hebrews two twelve. I, Jesus, will proclaim thy name to my brethren in the midst of the congregation. I, Jesus, will sing thy praises. So, one of the beautiful things about God being enthroned on our praises is that he actually, at times, can give a prophetic song, which is a song from the Holy Spirit through God's people to him. Um. You know, I've seen it, I've experienced it. It's it's dynamic, it's incredible, it's goosebump time. Um, sometimes he sings over us in corporate worship. How many have experienced that one? And we need to experience that more. Zephaniah three seventeen says, The Lord your God is in the midst of you and he's mighty And he will save and rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love and he will exalt over you with singing. Incredible song to Google, Matt Redman. I have heard the Father's song. He's singing over me. It's truth. It can be one-on-one with the Lord. It can be in the body. And it's, it's something we need. We need to bring back the song of the Lord. Uh, Matt Redmond's Bring Me Back to the Heart of Worship is a great song that gets into bringing us back into what true corporate worship should look like. And then lastly, number six, number five was true worship involves all those things, but number six, true worship comes out of a heart atmosphere in your heart and my heart, when we come together, which opens doors to his presence. Doors that are invisible doors, but they, but they are closed, and we can't see beyond them, we can't feel beyond them, we can't perceive beyond them, we can't hear beyond them. But the right heart atmosphere opens the doors to his presence. Remember, in Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him. Now, the door isn't God's door. It's our door. We have to open the door. Okay, what things open the door? I'm just going to give you four. Four things Open the door so that in corporate worship we will be open to his presence in a greater way. Number one is thanksgiving voiced. A thankful heart, but it can't just be cooped up in the heart. It's got to be expressed with the voice. Thanksgiving. Giving of thanks voiced. Thankfulness voiced, Psalm 100, and into his gates, doors, gates, with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving opens our heart and the doors of our heart to his presence in a greater way. If we're unthankful, it closes the door. If we're passively unthankful, it still keeps the door closed. Thankfulness voiced opens the door to his presence. The next thing is praise voiced. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Praise. Thanksgiving is being thankful for the past. It could be the future too, but praise is directed at at Him, praise Him for who He is, what He does, how He's loved us, etc. The third atmosphere uh, which opens the door to His presence is a pure heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God opens the door we see in a greater realm in our worship. When we come, now, most of us, when when we come, I mean, we need to repent. That's why in the liturgy, in the denominational churches, I mean, the first thing they do is get it on the table. Lord, I'm a man of unclean lips. And, you know, have mercy upon us. And all the confession of sin right up front so that we can have a pure heart now we can't purify our own heart in some ways but the scripture does say purify your hearts and the blood of christ if we confess our sins that's how we that's how we i mean he he wants to forgive but he's not going to just forgive without our confession of our sins. If we confess, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. purifies our heart. And then lastly, number four, under number six of true worship comes out of a heart atmosphere which opens the doors to his presence. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. An automatic door opener because If the Word of Christ is dwelling in you and active in you, alive and powerful like a two-edged sword, you just have an open door for God to encounter you and for you to encounter God. And that's the kind of true worship, corporately, that God wants to bring about in us and in the body of Christ let us give ourselves to that larry i think we're ready for to receive communion together and let's pray together and uh, we're gonna receive communion in just a minute oh lord would you just bow your head with me and Father, here we are. We're full of Your Word because we've just read it and talked about it, and and uh, Lord, we're we're broken over many things. We're we're hungry. We are in need, um, and we we want to firstly clear out anything that's in our hearts of unforgiveness of unlove anything that that's closed the doors unthankfulness god make us so thankful for everything we have and every one we have in our lives god oh father you you want to replace the spirit of sadness with the spirit of joy because in Your presence there is fullness of joy. And Lord, this is all about Your presence. Even in the, the cup and the bread, it's all about Your presence. So open our eyes, open our hearts now as we're receiving this communion. Okay, let's go ahead and just... Yeah, get up and and uh, come forward and then bring the cup and the bread back to your place. Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Thank you, Lord. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. yes Lord Lord we come we come we come we come mm. thank you Lord thank you lord mm. thank you for one another Lord hallelujah All right. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Bruce and Buddy, and we want to uh, make sure we have some for the teachers, just set aside or or afterwards go. However, we want to do that. Hmm. Jesus. On the same night that he was betrayed, in the face of betrayal and pain and and the coming of the cross and, and the abandonment of Judas, not only the abandonment, but the betrayal of Judas, he took the bread and he broke it. And he gave it to them and said, This bread is my body broken for you. Of course, now we know that he was referring to his crucifixion, his his body being beaten and torn and bruised for our iniquities. Let's take the broken bread and let's eat his body broken for us. You're here, Lord. Hmm. We receive you, Lord. The mystery of your body broken. Hmm. And likewise, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant that I'm making with you in my shed blood, shed for the remission, the forgiveness of your sins. Let, let us take the cup, and as He said, take and drink. Drink all of it. Let's drink His blood shed for us. Yes, Lord. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, Lord. Oh, Father, we love you, God. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. We love you, God. Bless the Lord, O oh, my soul. O oh, my soul. Worship his holy Sing like never before, oh my soul, worship his holy name. Yes, Lord, we worship you, Father. Father, in the day that's ahead of us and the holiday tomorrow, may we be ever conscious of your presence. May we be filled with your word. And your love, let it show in love, by action, and by words. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God.